The dust is settled, the smoke is cleared, and Russell Westbrook is set to be introduced in the next day or so as a Clipper. What is a big way where Russell Westbrook can actually help the Clipper offense? And after a recent article by Clipper beat writer Om Youngman Suk came out and detailed why the Clippers went and got him, what can we take from that, and how can it make the Clippers better? Going to be talking about that on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darian Vizieri, in my 18th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. And of course, subscribe to my very own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for more LA Clipper, LA Sports, and NBA content. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is my favorite daily fantasy entry app. Going to be talking about the today's picks that I'm going to make later in the episode, but for this episode. And remember, Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your streaming platforms, including YouTube. And that lets me ask today's pin question, and that is, do you think Russell Westbrook will make our offense better, or do you think he will make our offense worse when he's on the court? You let me answer that. Uh, you answer that question for me. Because the last year and a half, Russell Westbrook has not been part of a good offense. You can absolutely say he's been a part of that. And it's not been the same as when he was in Washington, D.C., carrying a team of Bradley Beal and a bunch of role players to the playoffs. And I was looking at that roster again last night. And man, outside of Bradley Beal and Russ, their third best player was maybe sophomore Rui Hachimura or something. Like, they really had nothing. Rookie Denny Avdia, Davis Bertans, Alex Len, Robin Lopez. Like, these are all one-way players or young players. Then he dragged them to the eighth seed because he played amazing. Finished the season 17-6 and six and ended with a triple-double average. So, the Clippers are going to be looking to get that version of Russ back as best they can. And mind you, he hasn't had a serious injury, if I'm not mistaken, since then. I guess it's just been aging, the situation, a lack of confidence. And I also think with Washington, he had the green light to make his mistakes and just kind of play his game because he was really the best player on that team. He was the second best scorer, but it was kind of a similar role to the Oklahoma City Thunder team in which he had with Paul George, where he'd let Bradley Beal go get his 30. He would get his triple-double, make everybody get good shots and all that. With this team, he's the third best player now, at least We'll see. Right now, we can't even confirm that because Eric Gordon, Norman Powell, I don't want to sleep on them. And even the role that Terrence Mann plays. Now, obviously, Terrence Mann is not a better player than Russell Westbrook, you know, in a vacuum. But for our team, Terrence Mann is maybe the third best player on the squad. Russell Westbrook, though, if we get a decent version out of him, I don't even mean an all-star caliber, but like a decent version out of him, like slightly below Washington, then I think he is the third best player on our team. And if we can have a third best player version of Russ that just fits better, that doesn't make as many of the mistakes and just plays more confidently than we saw with the Lakers. Because that was the first time he had ever really been a third option was with the Lakers these last this last year and a half. 
And so let me get right into the offense thing. So Russell Westbrook's Lakers right now, they are 22nd in the league in offensive rating. Last year, they weren't that great. But one thing that I found about Russ's teams the last five years is that every single team that Russell Westbrook's been on since 2018-19 has been top six in the league in pace. The Clippers are currently 25th out of 30 in pace. The Lakers, even though they don't really have a young team, they are actually top three in the league in pace, which is a little weird, although I did say on my own platform last year that their pace numbers were really fugazi because I think they just pushed the ball unnecessarily and took reckless shots just to try to play fast, quote-unquote, to kind of accommodate Russ, but it wasn't true. It wasn't playing fast through Russ. It was just <laughs> launch the ball forward, and if Malik Monk or LeBron had a good look at a three, they'd just throw it up there. So I would take the Lakers pace stats with a grain of salt, but the point is, the common trend is that Russ likes to play fast. The Clippers are a half-court team. The only guys that are really that really like to run and gun are Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, Amir Kopp, who doesn't play enough, and then a little bit of Paul, of Paul George. But for the most part, Paul and especially Kawhi like to slow it down. I don't know when the last time I saw Kawhi's sprint was. I mean, he likes to play in the half-court. It's always been that way. So that's why it's a little confusing to bring in Russell Westbrook. But the one thing I will say is the Clippers do desperately need a little bit of pace. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You literally said the same thing with John Wall. Well, thanks to our good friend Joey Lynn over at SI Now. He made a video yesterday that I watched, and I thought it was really good content. And he did say and brought some stats. You know, I don't know if he was on Synergy or something, which is the website that gives you all these really, really detailed, you know, stats and points per percentage and stuff. But... <clears throat> He said that Russell Westbrook on his drives, first of all, he has the highest drive volume of anybody on the Clippers right now. So that's good. We want somebody that gets to the rim. That's the thing that the team has lacked for three years now. We want somebody that gets to the rim. And who better at the point guard position over the last decade than Russell Westbrook at getting to the basket? Nobody, really. The question is, uh, you can say John Morant in recent years. But Russell Westbrook in his prime, I mean, come on. But the question, the thing is, we're not getting him in his prime. But that being said, he still drives the ball more than the players that we have. So that's fantastic. Now, as I said last episode, all he needs to do, because they're going to sag off of him immensely. They're going to go under every single screen. What he needs to do is he needs to be able to break defenders down 1v1. And that way, he's going to have the defense thinking, should I help off of Nicholas Batuma or Norman Powell? Or should I let Russ go to the basket one-on-one with my defender a little bit behind him? Or on his hip. If I'm the defense, I stay home on all the shooters and make Russ go one-on-one and finish through traffic. Because I noticed he missed a lot more layups with the Lakers than usual. And a lot of Laker fans would criticize him about it. And rightfully so. you got to be finishing around the rim. Especially when that's what you're best at. And what your only real scoring attribute really is right now is finishing around the basket. Because his jump shot is not good. And it's not... His mid-range hasn't been good since like 2017-18 to me. And even then, I'm not looking at the stats. But what Joey did say was that not, not only does Russ have the highest volume of drives, he actually has a lower turnover percentage when driving than John Wall or Paul George. And that makes me really encouraged because that means that regardless whether we rode with John Wall or Paul George, even though it's not playoff sample sizes yet, they're turning the ball over even more than the guy that everyone criticizes for turning the ball over too much. So if that's the case... 
Let's give the ball to a much better passer in Russell Westbrook and let Paul George play off the ball. And now hopefully what we'll get is more PG mid-post touches. Because when Kawhi's out of the game, I get that's going to be something interesting to watch. Will Ty Lue stagger Kawhi Leonard and Paul George in the remainder of this season, even though we have 12 good players that have a case to be playing? So it's going to be very tough. I think you could easily see Ty Lue go with a full bench unit, a five-man bench unit that looks like a starting lineup, like a bad starting lineup in the NBA. It's very possible. But what I want is more Paul George mid-post touches because when he gets the ball at the elbow or that mid-post and turns and faces, he looks like he's doing a drill out there, one or two dribble one-on-ones. And he absolutely cooks more often than not. And if Russ can get him the ball there and then obviously hit him in his shooting pocket, timely passes coming off screens, that's where Russ can make our offense better. Now, in terms of closing, I still have my really strong doubts. I know Russell Westbrook has had his fair share of big shots, but in my opinion, he has made more mistakes that outweigh the good over the years in that department, and that's why I do not think he should be closing, even if he's having a very good game. Because you know what that means? He's going to get too confident and want to take a shot at the end instead of Paul George and Kawhi, and I don't want that. I want him to carry an offensive burden so those guys are less tired at the end of a game. That's what I want. So overall, moral of the story, Russell Westbrook wants to play fast. And coming up, going to be talking about why the Clippers added him and what the players had to say about it in Ohm's article, and maybe you'll see where Paul George was coming from. Going to be talking about that coming up. But before we do that, we are going to talk about prize picks. And prize picks is the best daily fantasy app around. Here's how it works. All you got to do is pick two to six players and predict if they will score more or less than the prize picks projections. And it's not just NBA. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry, and it's not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And as I said, it's not just NBA. You can do NFL, even though the NFL season's over, college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, you name it. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. Jason Tatum, I'm taking the over on his points on Thursday against the Pacers. It's at 29.5 right now, but I have a feeling first game after the All-Star MVP that he got, he's going to drop 30+. plus. All right. So let's take a look at the article that Ohm wrote and where it aligns with the Clippers' goals, and now you can see where Paul George was coming from. And a little bit of clarity on the move. So the article is titled, Why the Clippers are Trading for Russell Westbrook. And I want to start out with Lawrence Frank's quote that I referred to last episode. He goes, If there was a point guard who could be in our top eight or nine, we looked at those guys. Invariably, invariably, what's important is whether they're a point guard or not, we need someone that won't be played off the floor defensively, someone who can share the ball responsibilities, but not yet be so ball dominant You know, the ball is going to be in Kawhi and PG's hands about 60% of the time. So it's a delicate balance. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, 
if there's, you know, so, so and I'm sorry, that was a Paul George quote. So that was the end quote. So it's a delicate balance. When you say not be so ball dominant, and then there was another added part to that that wasn't included in the article, but, and they need to be able to shoot. That is a very clear sign that Lawrence Frank was not in favor of this move. It wasn't. And that's why they went out and got Bones Highland, who is a guy who can not only shoot the three ball, but he has juice off the bounce. And that's why I thought they got him for spot minutes to get to the rim, add a little more rim pressure. But now they kind of scrapped that. And I feel very bad for Bones Highland because now there are 12 players that deserve to be playing. And he, especially come playoff time, is probably 12th on that list. So I'm very sorry for him because he just left Denver because he was upset about his role. I'm going to continue. Paul George said, yeah, I mean, if there's, you know, somebody out there, Russell Westbrook. So there you go. That was in response to being asked to take on more ball handling and playmaking duties. And I want to really reiterate this to people. Paul George, after the Clippers collapsed in the bubble, came out and said that he was being used like J.J. Redick, that Doc was using him too much off the ball. And then Ty Lue put the ball in his hands and made him like a point forward, and we went to the conference finals. Now, a year and a half later, he's saying he wants the ball less. I just think that at times it feels like Paul George wants to duck responsibility and the tasks that come with being a second option on a championship team. Kawhi Leonard, as much as I give him a hard time at times for not playing, not showing emotion, all these different things, he does take accountability. When it comes to the championship conversation, he's very serious about saying, look, we are not where we want to be. We need to be better. We need to get better. And we need to keep playing these games. Paul George... It seems like he just wants to add his friends to make his life more fun, more than anything. And I'm a little concerned about that and how it could impact the team. Because if this blows up, then there's nowhere else to look but at these guys. So this is the answer to why are the Clippers trading Westbrook. Westbrook. The article states, after the trade deadline, the front office met with Coach Ty Lue, his staff, and their best two stars, Leonard and George. I want to make that very clear. Leonard involved as well because I've already seen people trying to act like because Kawhi Leonard didn't advocate for him publicly he had no say in this he absolutely signed off and if he really didn't want Russell Westbrook and thought it was a bad idea he should have told Paul George no because at the end of the day if Lawrence Frank and Kawhi Leonard think it's a bad idea then I don't think Paul George is going to win but anyway Leonard and George to discuss the additions of Highland, Gordon, and Mason Plumley, and assess what else the team might need heading into this playoff run. With input from the two stars, the consensus was the Clippers could still use a veteran point guard, especially after trading away Reggie Jackson and John Wall. Lou has made it clear in the past he prefers prefers having a point guard in his rotation and the Clippers need someone to push the tempo. They rank 24th in pace. I saw 25th, but whatever, one off. And 22nd in fast break points through February 20th. They need another veteran, a former MVP with 111 games of playoff experience who can get his own shot at the rim outside of Leonard and George come playoff time. And despite having plenty of veteran experience themselves, the Clippers can use a player to add intensity and provide energy. End quote. Marcus Morris also said, we accept him open arms, man. Let him be himself. We need the personality. We need the veteran. He's been in the playoffs a lot of times, been to the championship. So let's just examine that right away. Paul George and Kawhi wanted this. 
They want the ball less in their hands. They want a true point guard. And let me ask, all, everyone's wondering, you literally wanted John Wall. Well, let me tell you this. Despite the fact that the obvious answer is that Russ is better than John Wall, the biggest question is by how much. But here's what I will say. I was looking at it last night. John Wall and Kawhi Leonard only played a total of 15 games together. And they were 10-5 and five in those games. And then Paul George, Kawhi, and John Wall only played 12 games together. And John Wall didn't even start alongside them. So it's not really a fair sample size. You brought in John Wall to try to play with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. That's what John Wall thought he was going to be brought in to do. And he was disappointed when that wasn't the case. So we really didn't give that a chance. So that's where I will tell Clipper fans, be a little optimistic. Let's just give it a little bit of a chance. We want Russ to push the pace, but they got to run with him. You know, when Kawhi Leonard gets a rebound, throw it to Russ, throw it to Paul, get up the court. Now, there is a concern there. Kawhi's knees, you know, his degenerative quad, all that. So I see Kawhi as more of like a rebound and look to outlet guy when it comes to this. And also, I think Kawhi's good in the fast break when he gets out and runs. But he has to do that. And the way you get out and run is by getting stops. And ultimately, that's where Russell Westbrook needs to be good. If he can play good defense, which I think he has not played for the Lakers, but people are saying that this year he was better. In my opinion, he was in moments. But I also, there was a period of time where when I went to the World Cup and when the World Cup was on, I didn't really watch the Lakers in that month. So if he was playing great defense in that month, I do not know. All I know is this, navigating screens the last two years, he's been poor. Switching on to certain guys, one-on-one, he's been decent. Off the ball, atrocious. Head in the clouds, lack of communication, defensive breakdowns all the time in part to him or because of him. The Clippers' scheme defensively is a little bit different. We don't play as many pick and rolls straight up as the Lakers do. And coming up, I'm going to be talking about where he fits defensively, and how the Clippers can actually push the pace to a, in a positive way that won't be too detrimental to Kawhi's legs and all that. But the moral of the story is Kawhi Leonard, Paul George signed off on this. Ty Lue signed off on this. They want a point guard. They want to push the pace. They want to get some transition shots. So, how will another question in the article? How will Westbrook fit, and how different could it be than the Wall experience? Well, right, what I just said. Here's the the article say, states: The Clippers are hoping Westbrook will be a more athletic, healthier, and faster version of Wall, who came off the bench on a minutes restriction after playing 40 games in the previous three seasons. Westbrook should be able to do the things that Wall showed glimpses of earlier in the season, including pushing the pace and getting to the rim while kicking out to shooters. Unfortunately for Wall, he did not get to play alongside George and Leonard that much because of injuries. Well, actually, I'm sorry. It wasn't 12 games. The three played a total of eight games. Just eight. They went five and three and averaged 107 points per possession in their limited minutes. So that is nothing. Eight games is nothing. And Paul George said, quite honestly, we need somebody. Suck that John didn't work, but what John brought is what we need. A guy that can get up and down the floor and get us some easy baskets in transition. So there you go. He wants this. Paul George wants a point guard that's going to push the pace, get him some shots on the break, transition threes, all that good stuff. And I know Russell Westbrook can still do that. But coming up, there's a way you start transition offense, and that's with defense. And coming up, going to be examining where Russell Westbrook fits into the equation on that end if he starts. 
Let me tell you something about Built Bar. I am still waiting on Built Bar to send me more because I really wish I could have one right now because I'm about to hit the gym after I record this episode and I need a little bit of gains. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, Built Bar is just for you. We just got through the holidays and my goal is to eat a little bit healthier, get some more protein in per day. And what makes Built Bar so good is they're not your typical protein bar. They're 100% real chocolate covered. So when you have that chocolate with that chewy interior, it feels more like a candy bar than you're eating a a protein bar. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but they taste so good. They maintain amazing macros, and they still have that candy bar flavor. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even need to wait around to get a box. You can go to Walmart and get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or you can go to Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box with the hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. All right. So let's think about the defense, right? Let's say Russell Westbrook starts. If I'm smart, I am going to play Terrence Mann. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russ, and Zoo to start. Marcus Morris then goes to the bench. Now, what you're going to have there is everyone's going to switch except the Zoo pick and roll. Zoo is going to be a drop coverage. So let's just say the Clippers are playing Sacramento on Friday, right? Here's how I would line up defensively. Zubats is going to be guarding Sabonis. I would have Terrence Mann guarding De'Aaron Fox because he's the hound. He's the guy that you want to guard the best player. And then the other starters are Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and Kevin Herter. So I would have Paul George guarding Kevin Herter, Kawhi Leonard guarding Harrison Barnes, and then Russ guarding Keegan Murray. And I think that way would work out fine. What the Sacramento Kings are going to do, they're going to try to get Russell Westbrook to switch onto Fox and then run a pick and roll with De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis, and then have Russell Westbrook and Zoo guard it. That is going to be a test for Russ. If he can fight over those screens, I'll be very happy. Also, though, if I'm, a, if I'm the Kings, I would put Russell Westbrook in the action. He's going to switch, in my opinion. He's going to switch on a De'Aaron Fox and just attack him one-on-one. Forget the screen. Just try to attack him one-on-one and make Russell Westbrook guard. So that'll really be interesting to see. But that's the way I would go. And if the, the Russell Westbrook needs to help play defense because if he gets stops, if he helps the Clippers get stops, that's where the transition starts. I'm very okay with them getting the ball and Russell Westbrook pushing it, but the Clipper players need to run with him. It can't just be John Wall going one on four. They need to run with him, especially if they brought him in and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George had these conversations. They need to really run. And they got to do that by getting stops, forcing turnovers, having defense lead to offense. I've always said the best teams in NBA history – Good teams, they turn defense into offense. And the Clippers right now are a good defensive team, but I still think there's inconsistencies there. And I think a large reason is because the three-guard lineup that Ty's played and also the lack of availability for certain guys. And I want to challenge Ty Lue here. If he plays these three-guard lineups, the smallest he can go is Russ, Norm, and Eric Gordon together. That's it. Terrence Mann cannot play the four in that lineup. No way. That's the smallest he can go because they're all bigger guards. Like, they're strong. They won't just get bullied. So those three can play together. Westbrook, 
um, Norman Powell and Eric Gordon, but not Bones and Russell. Bones and Russell Westbrook should never be on the court together, in my opinion. Never. Never, never, never. I feel bad for Bones, man. But that's the moral of the story. If the Clippers want to really push pace and get easier looks, they got to defend, and that includes Russell Westbrook. Push the pace off of misses, and hopefully you'll get some transition threes because we have a lot of good three-point shooters, and getting Norman Powell on the break as well more will really help because the guy has been playing such good basketball. He's a fantastic finisher, so strong, and just playing at a six-man-of-the-year level right now. So defense leading to offense. And if Ty Lue really wants the Clippers to push the pace, then him not playing small lineups is going to help that. That's part of the reason why the John Wall lineups didn't even get to utilize his best skill because when you're constantly taking the ball out, because you're getting scored on, you're not going to get fast-paced offense on the break. So there you go. But that's my take on everything. Russell Westbrook, how can he help the Clippers' offense? By pushing the pace. they got to defend in order to do that. That includes him and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George signed off on this move. They thought that John Wall was what the Clippers needed, but it just didn't work out for him. And clearly John Wall was upset. So maybe it'll work with an upgraded version in Russ. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for more Clipper LA sports and NBA content. And of course, subscribe to Locked On Clippers on YouTube and comment on today's pin question. Do you think Russ will make the offense better or worse? The Russ roller coaster, guys, I know there's been a lot of negativity. I read my comment section, it was really bad. I know you guys are not feeling strongly about this move. And the only thing I can say is give it a chance. You can absolutely have every right to criticize Paul, Kawhi, Ty, Lawrence, everyone, when we get eliminated. But until then, we got to do our best to get behind him and pray for a miracle. Pray for a miracle that Russell Westbrook, the guy that nobody thinks is going to win a ring, will win a ring. The guy, Paul George, the guy that most people don't think will win a ring, will win a ring. And ultimately, the franchise that no one thinks will win a ring will win it with those guys and prove everyone wrong and have the biggest F you to everyone in the basketball community. Thank you for listening. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers. And thanks for making Locked On Clippers your first listen today. Now go to Locked On Game to Game NBA. I'm sorry, Game to Game NBA for every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Go Clippers!